I'm Dinah Harris, director of the Jackson-Madison County Library in Jackson, Tennessee, and you're listening to our podcast, Opening Doors. Welcome to our podcast today. This is Dinah Harris, director of the Jackson-Madison County Library, and I'm here today to share with you some very exciting news for the library. The library recently underwent a feasibility study This was to help us determine exactly how much space we needed, what services we needed to offer, and, you know, how much square footage for each one of those areas. The Library Foundation hired um, Anders Dahlgren from Library Planning Associates to come in and do the study, and he was such a pleasure to work with. He has a library degree and has served as a librarian before, but he is well known and respected in the library field as a person doing these studies. As a result of the studies, I want you to hear Anders' report. We had an event on February the 24th where Anders was able to give this report to our county and city officials and interested parties uh, from the library. And I want to play you now what he said as a result of this study. The library, as Amy uh, mentioned, the library engaged my firm, Library Planning Associates, in late uh, 2019 to conduct a space needs assessment of the Jackson-Madison County Public Library. Uh, The essential question at hand is a a simple seeming question, what are the space needs of the Jackson-Madison County Public Library? That question leads to a series of sub-questions that you see here on this slide. I mean, the, the space needs first need to be conditioned by uh, the resource and service inventory goals of the library. So, I mean, the, the kind of the underlying question of a space needs assessment project is, well, what are the services that the library aspires to provide for its community? In the case of Jackson-Madison County, uh, there's a follow-up question that asks how should those resources and services be deployed between the library's two facilities. The library operates the main library and the branch, and we need to think about how those collections and services are going to be deployed between those two facilities. Another question is, you know, what are those, are, are there other service configurations that the library might consider? And finally, you know, what do future space needs reveal about facilities and expansion opportunities that are facing the library? The study we undertook uh, involved a, a kind of multi-pronged approach. We had a, a series of direct on-site observations. I made a, a number of site visits to, um, to Jackson to, to view the, the facilities, to meet with staff and board. We had opportunities for staff input, for trustee input, these were complemented by a multifaceted analysis. We, we assembled the library's annual report data uh, so that we could track the development of services locally over time. We examined national service trends. That provides an, an, an important point of reference, uh, an important context for evaluating you know, not just what the library is doing today, but it'll inform, it informs what the library 
you know, might do in the future. And finally, we did a series of peer comparative or trend line analyses. We used a federal database of library statistics to draw out different cohorts of libraries that we deemed to be peers. We then analyzed what those libraries were doing to serve their community, how those libraries were used. And that analysis created benchmarks that we were then able to apply to help us think about where Jackson Madison County Library is today and where it might want to go in the future. Finally, we conducted a, a series of community engagement interviews uh, to kind of broaden the net and, and uh, meet with, we met with a, a number of key informants. Uh, many of, of you that are in the, in the room today and on Zoom, we also met with, with different groups, uh, friends of the library. Uh, we had a group of, of business owners. We had another group of, of teens and, and young people. Um, through all of that, uh, you know, the, the process is, I always like to put this cartoon up from the New Yorker. That's a little bit of what the process is, is like. You have all of this, this input coming in and in, and then, you know, recommendations that, that come forth, and in the middle of it all, um, a miracle occurs. Um, at the heart of our effort, we wanted to define uh, system-wide resource and service goals to deploy those resources and services between the two locations. We work from a, a, a planning model that defines eight types of library space. And the, the idea is that as you identify a, um, a service goal with regard to, say, collections, that service goal is going to determine you know, what kind of space needs the library have, or it, it will contribute to an understanding of the library's overall space needs. We made resource and service inventory recommendations regarding collections, technology, reader seating, staff workstations. You see the list there on the, on the slide. I, I want to mention special use space which refers to a kind of space that most libraries seek to provide, but that doesn't appear or isn't uh, accommodated by collection space, technology space, reader seating space. Examples of special use space might be things like a copy center, might be things like oh, many libraries today like to provide a small refreshment area. I, I always refer to that as the Barnes and Nobling of the American Public Library, but space for things like that, small group study rooms is another example. Space for things like that would be accommodated with special use space. Non-assignable space I always describe as all those spaces you need to have a functioning building, but where the fire marshal won't let you put books. Non-assignable space are the restrooms, it's uh, elevator shafts, stairwells, it's mechanical spaces and the like. Finally, dedicated allowances refer to a, a, a special kind of space that we might want to, to highlight and, and call out separately, you know, in part to make sure we're accommodating it adequately. 
Uh, as you'll see in a moment, in the case of Jackson Madison County, one of the dedicated allowances that we made was a special allowance for the local history collection. Uh, that collection, uh, as we mentioned earlier in this presentation, that collection truly is a gem and we wanted to make sure we had paid special attention to that in this early, early stage of planning. Again, the gist is we identify a resource and service inventory goal and that contributes to figuring out what the library space needs are. You know, to oversimplify, you, know, you need more space to house 100,000 volumes in a collection than you need to house 75,000 volumes in a collection. This slide basically summarizes, distills the entire study into a single, into a single image. What you see here is a summary of the service profile that we defined for the library. We identified, we determined, for example, that the library should anticipate developing a collection of some 162,000 items. Furthermore, that that 162,000 items be divided between the main library and the branch, as you see on this slide, 129,000 plus items at the main, 32,000 items at the branch, you know, a certain inventory of, of technology stations, reader seating inventory, and so on. You see a, a, an inventory of different kinds of meeting spaces. You know, Elaine mentioned a moment ago that, that the library is, is under-resourced in terms of meeting spaces, so we've developed this inventory of uh, meeting areas so that um, the library can would be able to better meet those needs in the future. Given the resource and service inventory that we developed for the library, uh, it translates into you know, the space needs that you see on the far right side of this particular slide. To house 129,000 items at the main library, we're going to need around 11,600 square feet of floor space. To house 70 technology stations at the main library, we're going to need uh, 2,800 square feet of floor space. And you can you just you know, read through that that column. You get to the bottom line. Uh, the uh, projected space needs at the main library. Uh, given the service profile that we've developed there, uh, a little over 65,000 square feet. At the branch, we need around 12,250 square feet. As a, as a point of comparison, the existing main library is 30,300 square feet. About, about, we need a, about twice the, the space that you presently have today. The branch uh, presently offers about 4,800 square feet, so we're looking at about two and a half times the space that we need in the branch. We did explore some variations on a theme. Uh, we explored what the impact might be of a more assertive collection surface inventory. Uh, some of the board, as we, some of the board members, as we uh, came to these final recommendations, they felt that the uh, some of the service goals that we had aspired to, the, the collection inventory, for instance, they thought might be, you know, that the community might be better served by a more assertive 
resource and service inventory, basically a bigger collection. And we looked at you know, what that larger collection might entail and, and what the space needs implications of that larger collection might be. I'm not going to go into the details about that in this presentation, but you know, you have that to review as a point of information as you all continue your planning uh, there in Jackson. We looked at the impact of a less assertive meeting room inventory. We looked at the impact of consolidating the library's two facilities into a single facility. We looked at the impact of possibly adding a second, a second branch. Those last two items had to do with addressing the sub-question I mentioned earlier about alternate service configurations within the library and the community. With this estimate in hand of, of needing you know, 65,000 plus square feet at the main, 12,000 square feet plus at the, um, at the branch, you know, we can now start to explore expansion options in a more informed way. One of the first things that needs to be done though is for the board and the staff to affirm and either adjust, redeploy, confirm, that resource and service inventory, you know, and the corresponding space needs. Assuming that happens, you know, we can look at building scale and configuration at 65,000 square feet. We're very likely looking at a two-story, possibly a three-level building, probably a two-level building. Uh, the branch at 12,500 square feet is very much going to prefer a single level configuration. Uh, a smaller building like we're, is, we're proposing for the branch is going to operate more efficiently, more effectively on a single level. Uh, we can look now in broad strokes at you know, the ability to expand at the present site. Can the present, can the present site accommodate the footprint of the building that we will need, the adjacent parking, the green space, maybe allow for future expansion. Uh, you know, uh, an examination of the, the current site capacity might tell us whether we need to expand uh, at the current site. We might need, we might want to look at the utility of, of using the existing structure as a foundation for uh, for expansion and the original building has already been expanded and it might be problematic to further, you know, cobble on an, a further addition to, uh, to that existing building. Similar questions can be asked at the, regarding the branch. Can we expand the branch at the present site? Is there an opportunity to, to, to lease the additional space that we might need? Uh, in each instance, you know, there are questions having to do with building new, possibly converting an existing structure, adding on. You know, another issue that uh, you'd be able to, con to contemplate moving forward is the, the, the sensibility, the, the, the feasibility of possibly phasing construction. You know, one doesn't necessarily need to build you know, the full expansion all at once, you know, there are cost advantages to doing that, but you know, one can phase construction. You know, as you look at site capacity, though, it's really critical that you think in terms of 
the, the long-term space needs of the library. Moving forward, there will, you will get to a point where you will uh, need to develop the library's space needs in a more granular way, in a more detailed way. Uh, there's an accompanying report that, you know, frankly, I hope to be able to help the library develop uh, at some point in the future, a, a report called a building program. A building program becomes uh, effectively the library's instructions to the, to the architect, just as a computer program is a set of instructions that tells a computer what to do. A building program is a set of instructions that tells the architect what the design needs to accommodate. There are four key questions that a program needs to answer. The first of those is how big does the library need to be? Now, you know, we've answered that in a preliminary way through the initial needs assessment study. But by developing program, we will be able to reconfirm the scale and scope of the project. Second question is, what are the component parts of this building? The, the departments, the rooms, the areas, the spaces. Third question is, how big do those functional areas need to be? And the fourth question is, what needs to be next to what? What are the adjacencies that will make the building easy for people to use and efficient for the staff to run. Those four key questions are the, the questions that an architect really needs in order to start developing a plan. And those are the, the questions that a building program seeks, seeks to, uh, to answer. Every building needs to get programmed. Um, and, and, and architects, frankly, are trained to develop building programs, but I would submit to you that there's, there's a subtle difference between a program that's developed by an architect and a program that's developed from a librarian's point of view. There's an architect that I worked with years ago in Michigan who, who highlighted that distinction this way. He said that a program written by an architect is a statement of the solution, while a program written by a, a librarian is a statement of the problem to be solved. The difference, it's the difference between a statement of what we're going to do and a statement of what we want to do, a statement of what we aspire to do. And I would argue that the latter is a more effective planning tool. Moving forward, you will soon get to a point where you will need to, you will want to engage an architect. I mean, you may uh, want to engage an architect to help you think about expansion options at the, at the existing sites, to assess the utility, the viability of expanding on the existing structures. You know, eventually, you'll want to engage an architect to, um, to develop plans, specific plans for the, um, for an expansion. Uh, in the near term, you might want to think in terms of engaging the architect either for you know, a, a more focused study of expansion options or possibly uh, engaging the architect eventually for doing the whole design package. Um, I think I will just leave it at that for now. Uh, closing uh, 
this discussion with a brief summary of why it matters. I mean, the public library uh, is the venue that communities use to combine resources, to share resources, to foster learning, self-improvement, and advancement. The public library levels the field between information haves and information have-nots promotes economic independence for individuals, economic stimulus for communities. Libraries increasingly today become incubators for entrepreneurs and small business, the small business community. The library meets this challenge by offering an increasingly diverse array of materials, tools, and technologies. The library, and this is yeah, the, the library's palette, if you will, you know, continues to expand. We, we started with you know, the written word, with books, print materials, non-print came into the library uh, environment in the 60s and 70s. And in the late uh, 21st century, we started to acquire digital resources. You know, and today we now have technologies at hand. We make it available through the library that allow people to not just consume content, but create content. You're able to master new skills through the library, recreate yourself. The traditional setting for static storage today in today's library becomes an environment for engagement and exchange. And I will leave you with this quote from a past president of the American Library Association, Sari Feldman, uh, when she was president in 2015-2016, welcomed attendees to the Public Library Association conference held during her term in Denver. And one of the things she said in her welcoming address was this, the public library today is less about what we have for you and more about what we can do for you and with you. So as you can see from this report, the library is in great need of more square footage as soon as possible in order to serve our public in the manner that we, that they want to be served and that they deserve to be served. Now, as a result of the feasibility study, the library board developed a long range plan. The long range plan answers five key questions. Number one, how do we enhance community awareness? Number two, how do we showcase the role of technology in our daily operations? Number three, how do we promote literacy and lifelong learning in our community? Number four, what factors influence our daily operations and what makes it work? And number five, what is our future vision for the library? So I want to address number five, the future vision for the library. And there were five goals that were established by the library board. Number one, a consultant was hired to evaluate service goals and space needs. Number two, present the consultant's recommendations to the trustees, foundation board, friends of the library, and major stakeholders. Number three, employ an architect to analyze the current building, recommend a design based on data from the consultant, and to clarify our authority to expand or construct a library. Clarification should be provided by both city and county governments. Number four, obtain input from trustees and library staff before architectural plans are finalized. And number five, develop expansion plan based on results of consultants' findings. So we're very excited about the future. 
we know that the library needs more space and we trust that that will be the case, that we will gain more square footage to serve our population. I do want to put one thing out here. I know that there are many people here in Jackson Madison County that are financially able to help the library, and I am hoping that there is someone that would like to leave a legacy for themselves that once they are passed from this life, there would be a lasting tribute, something that could go on making a difference in people's lives for years and years and years after their passing. I know for a fact that the library changes lives. It has changed mine. I have read things. I have used the computer. I have listened to people speak. The three things that the library focuses on, literacy, technology, and community, and all of those things have changed my life, and I know I am not unique to this. There are many, many people that the library literally changes their lives, and I would like to ask you to consider helping the library so that we can become the facility with the space, the staff, to help uh, the people of Jackson Madison County to have a higher quality life. And also the library is a community hub. It is the place in the community that brings all people together. That's why the library is so important. And I would just like to ask you to, you know, keep us in mind when you're doing your estate planning or you don't even have to wait till you pass. Um, there are many people that help the library while they're still alive so they can actually see firsthand themselves, you know, the legacy they're going to be leaving. So thank you so much. I appreciate all the support that the library gets here in Jackson, Madison County. Be sure and thank your city and county government for being such strong supporters of the library. The very fact that the city and county government believe in the library and the power that it gives to people is to be commended. So be sure and thank your city and county leaders for supporting the library. And thank you. Have a great day.